Hello everyone, this is Steve Smith at WCG Patient Radio with a focus today on clinical depression. WCG is a company focused on the ethical, safe, and efficient conduct of clinical trials. Today, we're speaking with Dr. Mark Oppler, Chief Research Officer at WCG's Metavante Prophase. He directs scientific research and development and leads ongoing studies in psychiatry, neurodevelopment, and other areas of neuroscience. Dr. Oppler has served as a faculty member in the Departments of Psychiatry and Environmental Medicine at New York University School of Medicine and in the Department of Neuroscience at Columbia University, the College of Physicians and Surgeons. His academic research focuses on the etiology, phenomenology, and treatment of serious and persistent mental disorders. He has co-authored more than 50 peer-reviewed publications and has contributed to multiple book chapters and review articles on clinical assessment, research methodology, and mental health. He received his PhD and MPH from Columbia University and his Bachelor's of Science from SUNY at Stony Brook. He is a graduate of the Psychiatric and Epidemiology Training Program at Columbia University and completed his postdoctoral fellowship at the New York State Psychiatric Institute. Hello, Dr. Oppler. Hello, Steve. We've all seen that there's a large concern circulating in the news about depression in the environment of COVID, which is a very different kind of thing where people might be feeling depressed about being locked down or having their life change. But clinical depression is something very different. I want to ask you about major depressive disorder or clinical depression and its related diagnoses versus this normal expected reaction in human beings to changes in their environment. And how has the pandemic shaped depression trials? Are sponsors continuing them? Are they pausing them? How is this being done? Thanks for a great question, Steve. Um, and I, I appreciate your point about you know, the depression or anxiety many of us may have experienced due to social isolation related to COVID uh, versus major depressive disorder and other biological brain diseases. Uh, so let's let's focus on your question about how the pandemic has affected depression trials. I think it's good to be able to say that most sponsors are continuing their studies. We're fortunate that there actually is a long literature and history of the use of remote methods for assessment of depression, uh, going back some decades now. So for example, many sponsors are continuing to conduct their studies using telephone assessments or assessments via video technology to connect patients with clinicians to evaluate their depressive symptoms without the patient having to come into the clinic. Uh, while there, of course, uh, are some studies that have been paused or delayed, the majority of the ones that I've been privileged to work on have been able to continue. I think the other thing we should point out, though, is that while our, our research endeavor continues, it doesn't mean that patients are unaffected by the pandemic. Quite the contrary. Uh, one concern, of course, is that uh, isolation, social isolation due to lockdowns related to the pandemic are going to make patients' symptoms worse, exacerbate their conditions, and simply make it more difficult for them to manage their lives as something we've, we've all experienced. So 
What are the critical success factors for clinical depression programs, uh, clinical trials, before we had this COVID environment in general? What is what is makes a trial like this work better or worse? There are many, many factors, Steve, but I think that the three that are most important in my in my worldview, you know, the first is making sure that you've got the right patients in your studies, uh, people who have the right diagnosis without any comorbidities that might make it difficult for them to participate. Uh, next, I think we, we need to make sure that the evaluation of depression is being done in a reliable way, uh, that the tools that we're putting in the hands of clinicians to assess depression are the right ones and that they're being used well. And finally, in an effort to reduce placebo response in depression, you know, are we are we putting a plan in place both to help manage expectations as well as to remind patients and participating clinicians that placebo is being used and they need to be clear about this in their work. So in those those were always concerns even pre-COVID. I think in the in the COVID environment in this new world that we're in, we have the, the additional concern of ensuring that our research methods when we when we're using remote methods to assess depression, are we doing it in a way that's reliable so that we aren't missing anything and, and so that we're getting data that's comparable to data from the old-fashioned face-to-face method. Are patients in these kinds of trials typically um, adherent, or is that a particular difficulty in these sorts of trials? It's a good question. You know, we always have concerns about adherence in clinical research, and uh, certainly psychiatry and depression is, is no exception. Not uncommon in the care of patients with psychiatric disorders to learn that they're that they're they're starting to feel better so they've stopped taking their medication i think in clinical research we we need good approaches to help preserve adherence just like just like in any other study so given the transformative methodologies available today and our need to transform because of covid using remote methods and so forth what would you recommend to pharmaceutical companies who are planning depression trials well, I think first is to make sure that you have pandemic-proofed your approach. Uh, you have to have a good remote assessment methodology in place, including not only the right technologies, um, but also a way of monitoring the health and the quality of the data, such as WCG's Study Insights Analytics platform. Uh, I think you know this allows us to monitor the data as it's being produced by investigators and check whether they're doing face-to-face or remote assessments that they're doing so in a way that's reliable and valid. I think finally, you know, it's important to have systems in place that make it easy for clinicians to do good clinical interviews. Many sponsors these days in depression trials have switched from paper to electronic formats so that questionnaires, whether they're being conducted by clinicians or patients, we're capturing that data in real time. And whether the patient is at their home or at the clinic, that we have access to that data and that we know that it's secure. So systems like 
WCG Medavante Prophase is a Virgil platform or an example of a technology that's actually enabling remote trials and keeping our studies moving forward in the era of COVID. When you say capturing in real time, I'm thinking of cameras where you can see the patient, but are you also talking about other kinds of electronically collected data? Correct, correct. So questionnaires, when we fill them out, you know, once upon a time, certainly pre-COVID, when they were done on paper, that data would later be key punched into a web-based system by a staff member. But now we have situations where patients and even some staff members may not be at the site when these assessments are being done. So we need electronic platforms to keep our research going even when our hardworking research staff can't make it in person to, to the clinic. Uh, that certainly can happen. So being able to, to have these electronic platforms in place to connect with patients by video or telephone keeps depression research going. There has even been comments often in the past about patients filling out their questionnaires in the parking lot just before they go into the hospital when actually they were asked to keep a diary. And, of course, then everybody questions the uh, validity of that information. Is I, I wonder if it's, in some cases, even better with the electronic measures, or at least um, we're headed in, into a direction where it could end up being better eventually because we're forced to use it now. I, I think you're right about that. You know, we are, we are headed in the right direction. Uh, I think electronic diaries, even now, you know, systems on, on smartphones enable more patient-friendly evaluation, but we have to continue to refine these systems and make sure that we have the input of patients, caregivers, and of course investigators so that we create systems that work for everyone in the new world that we're all living in. Uh, that, that's a wonderful point, this collaboration across stakeholders. I think that we're out of time now and I'd like to hear so much more. Thank you for speaking with us today, Dr. Oppler. Thank you, Steve. We've been speaking today with Dr. Mark Oppler, Chief Research Officer at WCG's Metavante Prophase. This is Steve Smith from WCG Patient Radio. Special thanks to our producer, Natalia Muniz, and our executive producers, Lauren Osmore, and production staff, Isabel Andresen, Roxana Guilford-Blake, Technical Director David Fogel, and Head of Studio Amy Hutnick. Goodbye, everybody.